This episode can also be seen on Hampton Conway's YouTube channel. All right, it's me, it's me, H-E-C-3, also known as Hampton Edward Conway III, better known as Lil' Hamp, and sometimes known as Shorty Coco. And this is the Get Fat Podcast. That's right, Get Fat, F-A-T, Freedom and Transformation. And we have a great episode for you right now. I have a group of brothers with me, as you can see, uh, four brothers, three other brothers right now. We're waiting on another brother to jump in. But these are all the men that are collaborating together. We are collaborating together for this anthology that you may have heard me talk about uh, called For Such a Time as This. And so I thought it would be really cool to have all the men out of all 20 authors. Uh, there are five of us that are men that are contributing to this anthology. And I thought it'd be really cool to have the men's voices represented uh, on the podcast. So um, I got them here with us and they are going to share some information about themselves and about their uh, portion, their chapter in the book. And so, yeah, let's just get started. And uh, guys, it's great to have you. Thank you, for sure, for sure. And so. Um, yeah, let's just go around. I'm going to actually read your bios. Um, and then we say, I'll just do it one by one. I'll read your bio. And after I read your bio, um, tell, tell us about, uh, the title of your chapter and give us an overview, uh, about the chapter that you have in the book. So let's start with, with you, James. Um, let me see. Let me pull it up here. All right, and James, I meant to ask you this ahead of time. Pronounce your last name. Sure, it is Rubacaba. Rubacaba. Got it. All right, James Rubacaba. James Rubacaba. All right. Author James Rubacaba has co-authored an anthology for such a time as this. Rubacaba is a best-selling author as well as an Own It magazine contributing writer and featured artist, renowned for penning inspirational page turners that pull on the heartstrings. Ruvacaba outdid himself with his book, The Light Through the Pouring Rain. And James, I'm gonna tell you now, I kinda I want to hear more about that one too. Uh, the Light Through the Pouring Rain chronicles the lives of James and Annabelle, a young couple enraptured in a feverish romance. However, their happy happy ever after is cut short after a staggering cancer diagnosis. With no idea what lies ahead, they have to navigate uncharted territory hand in hand with nothing but the love of their families and their faith in God to guide them. James's growing global readership has been swept off their feet and will continue to be in years to come. If you're looking for a heartwarming tales of love life and adventure you need no you need not look further than rubacaba's works grab a copy of the light through the pouring rain by visiting james so james let's back up before we get to the chapter 
Is that book that you wrote, is that based on real life situation? Correct. Yes, okay. it's based off uh, my fiance and I's relationship. Uh, we were together for five years and she had cancer for three of them. You know, um, being, being both of us being in our mid twenties, not that there's a timeline, there's infants who have cancer, there's adults who have cancer and everything in between. Uh, but what, what I wanted to document is that we were working, uh, we were documenting the, the process and uh, we were continuing to push it. We were documenting the, her illnesses, her day to day, the doctor's appointments, the chemotherapy, uh, you know, the little intimate details as well, you know, going bald, you know, all the things that everybody kind of has a sense of with cancer. And uh, unfortunately, she passed, you know, my last words to her, you know, of course, I said my goodbyes and I love you, but I wanted to continue to tell the story. You know, it was going to be the light through the point ring, regardless if she was here or not to tell her side. Mm. I thought it was my job to honor her and continue to carry her legacy going, you know, and to be a testimony of God's goodness as well. You know, a lot of people uh, heard that in the past and go, whoa, what a contradiction. Shouldn't God be the first person you're mad at? And I go, no, because if it wasn't for God, I would have three years of our relationship would have been taken away from me. And, you know, I will only, only would have had two with her. So, you know, it's a, instead of focusing on the negativity and focusing on the would have, could have, should have, I was like, you know what, let me just put my best foot forward, you know, and let me be able to be a testimony of God's goodness that I was blessed with another three years. Wow. Wow. That's deep, man. That's deep. So, all right. So you've got the book and, and definitely want to check that out. Um, so let's move from the book to your chapter in the anthology. Uh, what's that about? Sure. It goes uh, hand in hand. It, it's called my, my chapter is called, uh, beauty for ashes. You know, I may not know the exact, uh, Bible verse it comes from or where it stems from, but I do know that God does repay back, you know, he does give you beauty for your ashes, you know, and I kind of want to let readers know that there's life after death. You know, we all experience loss. Uh, every single one of them is an apples and oranges comparison. It doesn't matter if it's your fiance, your dog, your sister, uh, great grandmother, whoever it may be. We all experience pain in different ways. And I wanted to communicate with the readers that there's still life. There's still life to go on. You know, you've got to continue to put your best foot in front of the other and continue to march forward. You know, I know there'll be uh, stints throughout your life where it feels like I can't continue without this person. I can't move forward. I can't. I can't live like this anymore. You know, the world's just not the same without them. But, you know, and I understand it because we all go through the cycle here, the grieving cycle. But I want the readers to know that there is life after death, you know, and there is there is going to be beauty for those ashes. God will repay you back for that. And I wanted to communicate that with the readers. Awesome, man. Wow. So so the chapter is actually going to be a, a glimpse of the book. Would Correct. you say that? Uh, it, uh, at least a part two, you know, I, I go into the, okay. the cancer treatment, the, the diagnosis all the way into my uh, fiance's passing, but this would be a nice preview to my second book, ah. uh, to the part two of it. So this is a nice introduction to see where my head's going to be at and where the story's going to navigate through. Got you. So you're definitely coming with the second, with, with a sequel to the first book. 100%. I, w I wrote all three of them before I put out, put out the first one. So, you know, uh, definitely point, you know, working ahead of time, but you know, um, I definitely want to relay that message and get that across the readers, you know, and uh, so many, there's just so many different layers to the story that I wanted to, I knew I could help out by putting the story out. Awesome. Awesome. All right, James. So I found it Isaiah 61. Um, and it's actually verse three, but I want to start in verse one just because of the flow. So I'm going to read it. Um, it says the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives 
and release from darkness for, for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. And here's where your part comes and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Wow. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Sheesh, that's a powerful passage. (laughs) So very, man, very appropriate, James. Um, Yeah, very pro. I'm looking forward to checking out your book and and the ones that are to come in your chapter. So awesome, man. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. Let's move over to my man, George. Oh, what's up? What's up, George? Let me read your bio right quick. George is a very accomplished young man. George, the failure coach, Milton, is a motivational keynote speaker, author, and founder and CEO of Failure is Not the Problem, LLC, a consulting company that specializes in leadership development and training, life coaching, and transformative thinking. His focus is to work with business businesses and organizations, positioning them to become more productive, effective, and successful by addressing the challenges and adversities an organization experiences through through his coaching, mentoring, training, and teaching using the greatest resource we have in our arsenal, which is failure. That's an interesting statement. The greatest resource in our arsenal is failure. Okay, you go. I know you're gonna tell us more about that. He is a United States Army retired colonel who has over 30 years of experience as an Army officer, an internationally known communicator, coach, mentor, trainer, intuitive counselor, teacher, and inspirational speaker, former TV co-host and author. Failure is not the problem. It's the beginning of your success. George connects with people of all ages on all levels. He's a former university assistant professor, a chief of the Civil Partnership Division at European Command. Annually, annually he led a group of staff members uh, to Oxford University in Oxford, England, on a two-week trip to study and learn how to properly partner with civilian agencies in support of military organizations. A highly decorated combat veteran with multiple deployments who, who also commanded in a war. Through his motivational leadership training, Colonel Milton gives the practitioner the strength to hoist himself or herself up from the bootstraps of failure and enable them to march onward, creating a brighter future for not only self, but also the entire organization in which they serve. And let me say I'm going to have the contact information for George, for James, for Derek, for Cedric, for all these brothers in the description, um, you know, on the YouTube channel. You'll be able to get access to these brothers. But, but George, I got to go back to this phrase that you said here because I feel like this is a very poignant, some people may say controversial phrase. Uh, the great, you said the greatest resource we have in our arsenal is failure. Can you expound on that for us real quick? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to give you the, uh, the quick, uh, quick answer here. Let me start by saying, um, uh, Ham, thanks for this awesome opportunity, man. Really, really appreciate the opportunity to be able to, to visit. And uh, James and Derek, man, hey, good to see you, brothers here. But yeah, so look, uh, 
lessons. But, you know, you look at the Bill Gates of the world, you look at um, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, um, uh, and all of those folks, you know, Michael Jordan, right? You look at all those folks who are extremely successful. And when it comes to failure, right, failure is that one opportunity, right, to where we can learn the greatest from. Most people say, well, you know, I want to become successful. But if you talk to those persons uh, that I just mentioned, is that they tell you that without exception, they learn way more from the failures than they ever did from the successes. So most people focus on win, win, win. There's no such thing as win, win, win. Huh? Right? So in order to be, to be able to get from where you are to where you're supposed to be, right, you got to figure out how to learn from which one have actually come. And you do that through this process of failure. For sure, man. That that's that's powerful. That's very powerful. Thank you. And is that concept at all tied to your chapter? Yes, sir. It is. In fact, the the title of the chapter is "Failure is Not the Problem; It's the Beginning of Your Success," which you know gotcha. actually depicts the you know the first solo book that I've actually written. And this comes from a place of there, there was this guy, and I'll try, I'll give you the, the the short story. But uh, I knew of this fellow who said that uh, you know just. Tons and tons and tons of failure throughout his life. He failed kindergarten. He failed the first grade. Failed virtually every grade thereafter. I barely graduated from high school. Had to take a correspondence course just to graduate from there. Went on to college, and by the time he actually ended up in college, right, he dropped out of six colleges and universities. But six, six colleges and universities, right, went on right to obtain four degrees, two masters, seventeen hours toward a doctorate, graduated from the office, you know. Army War College and so on and so forth. And I may have just given it away. That fellow that I'm talking about is me, right? So tremendous amount of failure throughout my life. And that's just, you know, the tip of the iceberg. Wow. I want to tie this in a little bit to, to, to James. James, in no way do I see, uh, you know, the, the death of your, your, your beloved one as failure. But what I do see is that when it comes to failure, perspective is incredibly important. What a beautiful perspective that you have and that you demonstrated based upon your attitude concerning a loss that you actually have. If we could actually take the example that James has actually given, attitude determines altitude, and tie that into a failure, we're going to get from where we are to where we're supposed to be, right? And if you follow that verse even further, you know, God talks about how he came to set the captives free. Failure is something, right, that people feel captivated by. They feel as though, golly, how in the world am I supposed to move on from where I am? I have this, uh, this, this phrase, right, that um, uh, formulas we really is I come up with this is F plus R, R equals S. That's whenever you have a failure, you know, if you respond to it in the right way, you become successful. Failure plus right response equals success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, def- that's, man, that's so true. I mean, I could definitely look back. Um over my life and see times where me failing at certain things, I let that, I kind of had my identity wrapped up in that. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? And, and it definitely is, does make you stagnant, right? It, 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 it makes you, it keeps you from, from moving forward and, and, and being successful and, and accomplishing things in your geez, man, you, a little enlightenment here. You, you you tacked on something here that I talk about often. You know that guys, failure doesn't even failure doesn't even really exist. Check this out. All right. So here's why I say that. It's when we're children, if we decide to go out and try to make a team or something, or if we go out and try to obtain a goal or some sort of achievement, as children, what do we do? Right? We either figure it out 
well, we just kind of move on, right? We don't never right. think about it being failure until when? Right. So someone comes and tells us, oh, you're a failure. You're never going to be any good at this. Oh, you're really sorry at that. You suck at this. Failure doesn't exist until it is actually introduced to us. As kids, we just kind of move on beyond that. And then what happens is that that one failure, and then that is actually, you know, permeated upon our mindsets and our psyches, hmm. right? And now we go back to what you just said a moment ago, Hemp, is that it just devastates a lot of us because we've not been taught to actually look at failure as the greatest resource. Can you imagine what, how it would change the world is if we took that one word and look at it positively, right? Give that positive energy that we saw James demonstrated, right? It would really transform the world overnight. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and it's funny because I was thinking the same thing when James was talking, like, man, that perspective is everything, man. It's, it's everything. And um, so I, I was, it's funny that you brought it back around to that because I was thinking that when, when, when James said it. And that, you know, when you apply that, to so many different instances and situations in our lives, you know, and, and sometimes, and I know sometimes it's not always natural, right? Like sometimes we have to be reminded, you know, or somebody may have to come alongside us and say, Hey man, you know, don't look at it that way. Look at it this way, you know? Uh, uh, but I definitely appreciate both of you guys, uh, perspective and attitude. Um, and, and that's encouraging. Uh, so Derek, my man, Hey, Hey, I'm gonna read your 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 bio real quick with that. I know is extremely humble because I know you got a lot more going on than what you got on this paper. Yeah, it's but... hard to follow up George's. Uh... <laughs> no, <laughs> you had me before him, man. You kidding me? Oh, it's all good, man. <laughs> Derek Derek Gray is a business owner, filmmaker, and minister. So just in them three things alone, I know you could you could have done a paragraph on each of those, but it's it's all good, man. He is the author of the Ten Win Commandments. So you got a book. Mm -hmm. already you you already done this product before this okay and contributing author to the soon to be released anthology for such a time as this Derek lives in york pa with his wife and family so i'm the only i feel like i must be the only one that hasn't written before this is my first time all you cats got got books you've done before i gotta catch up to y'all but uh Derek, tell us about uh what's the name of your chapter so my chapter is called christmas in the abyss um, and it's more or less about, uh, again, I'm self-employed. So being self-employed to kind of piggyback on what George was talking about, failure is not something I'm afraid of at all. Um, I feel like I'm all, you know, I'm in the deep end of the ocean, so I'm, I'm not afraid to, to try really anything right now because, you know, that's how, that's how I eat. So I have to, you know, be creative and, and be, um, uh, entrepreneurial in my thoughts. So, um, a few years ago, I went and, and tried out a new business um, that didn't work and almost brought everything that I worked hard for under. Um, and so this this chapter is just about God's faithfulness uh, throughout that period and just, um, you know, just the, 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 the love and the understanding of my wife um, and, and, you know, just how pride can cause so much damage. If, mm. if you're not open to the people that are around you. Um, but it was, you know, and, and I don't want to give too much away, but it's just yeah. about that time that, that, that I really saw that God was there at one of my lowest points in my life. I imagine, because you said the title is Christmas in the Abyss? Yeah, so it was in the so, Abyss. So, I, yeah, yeah, it was, I, I touched the bottom of the ocean floor, let's say that. 
So and it was right around Christmas time. It wasn't around Christmas time, but it was the it was the so <laughs> it was something you know the Christmas spirit that kind of um, you know helped me through that. Got you, got you, got you, got you. I got you. But read, you know, please. Yeah, now now I'm intrigued. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to give too much away. For sure, for sure, for sure, man. Um, so you currently still a businessman? Yeah, I'm a business owner. I have a mattress and furniture store. We've been open ten years here in in York, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. So excellent, excellent. And then filmmaking. I'm really curious about that piece. Like, are you? that's, That's one of my passions. I've always loved to write and create and things of that nature, you know, that's one, that's my ultimate goal is to be able to make films and, and write full time. I've, I've written plays, I've written songs, uh, nothing on a national scale as of yet, but, you know, I'm just trusting God that those, those opportunities will open up, um, you know, in the future. But that's, that's what I'm passionate about. I really love to create and, um, you know, write and things of those, na- things of that nature. Awesome, man. Awesome. I, I feel you on that. I just, well, I don't say just, but yeah, out of the pandemic, um, I started a production company. Nice. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to get on about me, but I just wanted to say, share, Derek, that I, um, you know, I do share a passion for, my passion with the production stuff is really about trying to use my gifts to help other people use their gifts. Like, I want to motivate people to to live in their purpose and 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 really nurture and grow their own gifts. And so me being able to come alongside them with my expertise to help them do that and and really unleash their potential. So that's kind of my uh uh feeling there. Um so guys, I appreciate you. Um it's uh, great hearing from you. I'm more intrigued cuz I've heard each of you speak before but like i'm even more intrigued now um especially after reading your bios and learning more information and just even the brief conversation we had you know even before we started this uh uh uh, you know podcast um just the conversation we had just you know it's been really good to get to know you guys um before i come back around i just want to ask each of you one more question but before i come back around and do that Derek, can you back up a little bit show them the swag so these shirts these shirts are from a company uh, called J Expressions. J Expressions without the E before expressions. It's jxpressions.com. And I'll have a link and a coupon code down in the description that if you use that, you'll be able to get a discount. They've got shirts like this. They've got hats. They've got uh, 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 hoodies and some other gear um, that's not even just with these sayings, they got some inspirational sayings and quotes and other things that they got going on. So, you know, all the fellas are representing well uh, with the J Expressions inspirational uh, Christian gear. So, you know, definitely support that and, and get you some nice swag. But to close this out, I want to kind of come back around. And this doesn't have to have anything to do with your book or not. This is just kind of where you are right now in life or maybe this week or just today one word of motivation inspiration encouragement what's one word that you could give uh my audience um right now that's like just resonating with you right now so i'm gonna go back around the same order that we started with james what's one word that you would want to share 
Oh man, I would definitely say um, turning your tragedy into triumph. You know, as soon as you make that conscious decision when you're in bed to put ten toes down onto the ground and just put one foot in front of the other, you're way ahead of the game. It sounds so simple. It sounds like how could you, how could that even be motivation? Well, there's somebody right now who's listening to this, or there's somebody in this world who hasn't got out of bed in days, weeks, months, because they can't deal with the adversity they're going through. It can't deal with the loss. It can't deal with the failure, the pain. Um, it's, it starts with a simple, con- like, conscious decision. I'm not going to let this defeat me today. Just putting your ten toes down and just getting yourself out of the room, out of the house, just, you know, functioning. It doesn't have to be home run hit after one after another. It could be a single, a double, triple. We're baseball fans. It doesn't have to be a home run every single time to be considered the greatest, you know, as long as you just keep moving forward and pushing forward, you know, and it all starts as simple as just waking up, you know, thanking God for a day and just making a conscious decision to get out and just put those 10 toes down. You do that. You're way ahead of the game, way far ahead, more than you think you are way ahead of the population, way ahead of probably your household, your community, just seriously. And I'm being dead serious because seriously just put 10 toes down onto the ground and you'll turn your tragedy into triumph. Awesome, for sure. Thank you, James. Uh, George. Yeah, hey, Hampton. Look, again, thank you so much for this uh, this awesome opportunity, man. I'm looking forward to, uh, to linking up and uh, listening to more to your, your podcast and everything. But let me tie this into something that uh, Derek said uh, a moment ago, and he said this, and people often say this when they're dealing with failure, right? They say, you know, I can't accomplish the kinds of things that I want to accomplish because I'm afraid of failing. You know, Derek said that, you know, he didn't feel failure because he's been tested. He's done those kinds of things that's necessary to, you know, get him from where he was to where he is today in developing his business. And I tend to agree with what Derek actually said, right? Most people don't fear failure. People fear failure because they've been told and taught that they're supposed to feel failure. You know, as I think about this, it's not the failure that they fear, but it's the stigma associated with the failure. Right. Isn't that interesting? Right. So, right. so I want to make sure that throughout this process, of coaching, mentoring, training, right? Uh, the books that I've actually written. I want people to get to a point to where they can really understand that it's not the fear of failing, but it's the stigma. And I've come up with an acronym. In Army, we come up with all kinds of acronyms, right? But when I look at the stigma, I came up with this acronym, right? And it simply says this, shameless thoughts, I give myself anxiously. Mm. That's, that's what failure is, right? All of these shameless thoughts that people give themselves and are very anxious about it. That's what they're concerned about. That's what they worry about. That is what they're fearful of, not the failure in and of itself. If we can really take that one word right, and look at it for what it's meant to be, right, it'll get us from where we are to where we are meant to be. And there is some place in this world that we're meant to be, especially since they're breathing. I am convinced that if you are still on the planet, then God still has a mission for you. So you need to, you know, take it upon yourself to figure out what that actually is. Take it from a guy who was reared, you know, by uh, two teenage parents who had no hope of any type of success in life and multiple failures along the way. I got to a point to where I changed my mindset regarding that one word failure. And I went from where I was to where I knew I was meant to be. And if we get more people that fired up and have that same positive can-do attitude and positive perspective that James has demonstrated with one of the greatest loss on the planet, man, we can get from where we are to where God mentors to be. For sure. For sure. You said something powerful, man. If you, you said, if you're still here, God's got something for you. God's calling you to something. If you're still here, there is purpose for you, man. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Uh, I appreciate that. Derek, man, what you got for us? 
Yeah, so again, I want to, uh, you know, repeat what George said and thank you, Hampton, for having having me on here. I really enjoyed this time talking with brothers. Um, you know, one thing I, I've been kind of um, uh, feeling in my spirit and really been um, chewing on is just gratitude, mm -hmm. being grateful for for where I am in life, what I have. And um, I find myself sometimes complaining um, and God kind of says, you know, what are you complaining about? Think about someone who, has, who would love to have your complaints. You know, I complain, we complain when our cable goes out during a rainstorm, you know, <laughs> people in other parts of the world are praying or praying for rain. And, you know, we, you know, I think sometimes in our culture, especially here in the West, we get spoiled and I'm guilty of it. I just, you know, and our complaints are really not complaints at all. And I just, I think gratitude to me is just a, a, the key word and being grateful and, and, you know, the Bible says in everything, give thanks. And I, I'm just, always saying thank you God even even on my bad days even when it's rough I say thank you God because it could be a lot worse absolutely man absolutely that's well said and it's funny because I was just listening to something earlier um talking about having an attitude of gratitude and and how much that can really help kind of change your perspective and even your demeanor you know what I mean because, um, you know, one of the things I do man honestly I do this I'll say, I'll say thank you a hundred times and I'm just feeling in the dumps. I just start saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I count it off to a hundred. And when I get to a hundred, I just, the spirit, whatever that heaviness is, it's gone because I've, I've you know, I've, I've allowed gratitude into my heart. I'm just, you know, I think that's the key. We just have to be thankful. For sure, for sure. No, that's that's great, man. Hey, I appreciate y'all uh, for doing this with me. Um, we gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get Cedric back Maybe Cedric trying to be slick. He going to get a one-on-one -on -one now because I feel like he didn't got left out. Uh, but, no, we're we going to catch up with Cedric and get uh, his input as well. But, hey, this has been great, man, getting to know you, brothers. And, you know, I don't believe anything. I was That's funny. I was listening to my daughter. She did a post talking about coincidences and how she doesn't believe in coincidences and things. You know, the connections happen for a reason. And so we have been connected, fellas, you know, and, and I know it's for a reason. Um, and I, I, I don't take that for granted. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to getting to know y'all better. Um, looking forward to doing what I can to inspire and motivate y'all. And I'm, and I'm expecting y'all to do the same for me, man. And so, um, so yeah, it's me, it's me, H E C three. And, uh, this is the get fat podcast. And I'm hoping that, uh, I've been able to give you a little something to chew on so you can get fat with me and, uh, we will see you next time. Uh, hopefully in a week if I can stick to it <laughs> but if not I'll be back eventually but yeah get fat podcast and we'll catch up with you until the next time peace and blessings <laughs>